Good morning and welcome again to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marsha A. Sullivan, and I thank you for taking the time out your busy schedule to tune in and to listen to a segment today that I pray will bless your soul and heart richly. Today we're going to talk about uh, Rahab and how Rahab protects the spies in the book of Joshua. Now, Joshua is a very important book because it talks about Joshua's leadership to the Israelites and and how Joshua was preparing God's people for battle and and to conquer land and to conquer territory but today this uh, one specific uh, chapter that we're going to talk about deals with Rahab okay and how she was able to, God, how God used this woman who was also considered a prostitute to protect God's people, to protect the spies that had actually entered into her land in which she could have reported them. But something in her heart uh, said differently. And so we're going to find out the whys behind this story as we read today. So I pray that you would listen. And if you have time, if you're not driving or if you're not working and you have time as you're listening, I want you to open up your Bibles, your book to the book of Joshua chapter two and, and, and take detailed notes because some of you may have heard this story, but there may be certain parts that God wants to reveal to you in parts that you may have never seen in this story because there's always something new that every time we read this bible that we can discover something that we never discovered before by reading this book of truth it is here as a tool to enlighten and encourage our hearts and to shed forth god's light okay so let's start off in the book of rahab Um, i'm sorry in the book of joshua we're going into chapter two and it reads then joshua secretly sent out two spies from the israelites camp and the camp was located at arcasia grove he instructed them to scout out the land on the other side of the jordan river especially around jericho so joshua has uh, made a declaration to God's two spies to go with him and actually go before him to scout out this land in Jericho that the Lord promised that he would give them uh, the victory over. So as they're spying out the land, these two men, they set out and they came to the house of a prostitute. Now, this prostitute name, for those who never heard this story before, her name is Rahab. And so Rahab stayed there the night. And in verse 2, it says, But someone told the king of Jericho, Some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So there were people in the town also that had the the king had spies within his own territory. The people who had heard of the Israelites going in to take a look at their land. So the king gives word to the prostitute because out of all of the places they could have went, most people when they're going into an unknown land they're probably looking for some kind of sort of entertainment Um, because when you look for not to say that this was a good thing but in this case according to the bible the place that they they were in was considered to be the right place because 
Rahab was an entertainer. That that was her job. And she knew a lot of secret inside information. So she helps these spies to conquer in the land. But nevertheless, let's keep reading the story. In verses 3, it says, So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, Bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. So it was the king's job, the king of Jericho. It was his job to know what was going on in his city and in his town. But this is how Rahab responds to the king. In verses 4, Rahab, it says, Rahab hid in the two men, but she replied, Yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know why. She said, I'm sorry, she said, but I didn't know where they were from. Verse 5 says, They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath the bundles of flax she had laid out. Verse 7 tells us that it says, So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. Now, in actuality, she has lied to the king of Jericho. Okay, and anytime anyone lied to a king that was in a position of authority and they found out that you were lying, first and foremost, you could be beheaded. But Rahab has so much boldness and courage that she has hid these men, these two spies, up on the rooftop. And she's going to explain why she did what she did. Okay. And I'll kind of give you a little hint. The title of this segment is, I entitled this segment, That God is the Supreme God of the Heavens Above and the Earth Below. And that's a part of the reason why Rahab was very adamant about hiding these two men who were considered the spies. So let's con- let's continue reading the story and in verses 7 it says and as soon as the king's men crossing of the Jordan River I'm sorry and as soon as the king's men had left the gate of Jericho was shut so when that gate shut this gave God's men the Israelites the time that they needed at night to scope out the land why the men of Jericho had went outside of the city gate. They were actually still within the walls and the limitations of the city gate. So they had time to do what they needed to do so that God and his people can get the glory. Verse 8 says, Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. So she went to inquire of them. And she wanted to have a conversation with these men. And it says, we are all afraid of everyone in the land is living in terror. Terror. This is what Rahab tells the men of God, the spies. In verse 10, it says, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. 
and we know that you did and we know what you did to the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River whose people you completely destroyed and this is a credibility moment because they had conquered and destroyed kingdoms Joshua and and God's people did so what's happening in this storyline is that Rahab recognized uh, the the notorious name of not not just the leaders Joshua God's people but she now begins to recognize the notorious name of their God because this put fear in the hearts of people living in Jericho including Rahab so she has heard with her ears and some people had actually seen firsthand what Joshua and the leaders God's people were doing to those who kept them in bondage but she says she says I heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. So that's enough to put fear because what God you know could part a Red Sea and cause people to walk through. Now this wasn't just a a false God. This was the great almighty God. And the people in the towns, the cities and other towns heard about what God did. And she says, and we know and she's, I'm sorry, in verse 11, it says, No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. She acknowledges that they're in fear of this living God, this true and living God, the God of the Israelites. She said, Our hearts has melted with fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. This, this is not even a godly woman, but she fears this God. She fears the God that Joshua serves. And it says, and she says, For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Verse 12 tells us, now this is her whole reason for going up to the rooftop. She's getting to the real point here. And this is the reason why she wanted to hide them in the first place. This is why God put it in her heart to do so. She's wanting to do business. So she says, Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. So she's saying, I'm helping you. Now you're going to have to help me to help you. And in in the next verse, she says, Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, because she knew that the city was going to be conquered. So this woman may have been a prostitute, but she was a very intelligent one. And so because she's thinking ahead, she's not thinking only about herself, but she's thinking in terms of her family. She's thinking in terms of her 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 bloodline. And she's wanting to protect them because she knows without a shadow of a doubt that these two men who came into their territory was going to conquer the land from the beginning. Because the key word was that she recognized God as the supreme God. So she knew that the hand of God was with the Israelites. And so because she knows that, she's wanting to make a a treaty with Joshua and the two spies and as as you continue she says in verse 13 when Jericho is conquered you will let me live along with my family 
and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. Verse 14 says, we offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. What a courageous and bold woman. A woman that feared the Lord shall be praised. That's what Proverbs, there's a scripture in Proverbs says that a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Now, this again, this was a prostitute woman, but she feared the Lord. And she said to them, we offer you our lives as a guarantee for your safety. She was willing to sacrifice. She was willing to risk her, the life, not only her life, but the life of her loved ones. And the men agreed. They told her, they said, if you do, do not betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. So they've done business. They're very confident that the Lord was going to give them the land, Jericho, without a shadow of a doubt. And as a result of it, in verse 15, it says, Then since Rahab's house was built into the town wall, she let them down by a rope through a window. Verse 16 says, They escaped to a hill country, and she told them, Hide there for three days from the men searching for you, then when they have returned, you can go on your way. But before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath. So they made a promise as the Lord would make a promise with them. They made an oath with her. They said, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. In verse 18, they give us the instruction. They said, when we come into the land, you must leave this scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. Now, this was, a, a, uh, this was something to signify the red. Uh, I think that represents the blood of Jesus. So um, it's like a foreshadowing of that. But it says, which you let us it says, a rope hanging from the window through which you let us down and all your family members, your father, your mother, brothers, and all your relatives must be here inside the house. If they go out into the street and are killed, it will not be our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on the people inside the house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. If you betray us, however... We are not bound by this oath in any way. Okay? So they made an oath with her under the circumstances, under their conditions, under their covenant. First of all, she had to do something still. She had to make sure that she left this scarlet rope hanging from the window. That was a part of the instructions. Her family and relatives who she wanted to be saved they had to be within the boundaries of the house. If they were not and they were found outside, he was saying to them, the leader, look, the blood is not going to be on our hands, but yours. And in verses 21, we see that she accepts the terms because she replies and she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. The spies went up into the hill country and stayed there three days. The men who were chasing them searched everywhere along the world, road, but they finally returned without success. 
Then the two spies came down from the hill country, crossed the Jordan River, and reported to Joshua all that had happened to them. The Lord has given us the whole land, they said, for all the people in the land are terrified of us. Now this was the report, and they received this report because the prostitute had given them the report, not just the fear she had, but the fear of the whole people living within the city in the limits of the town called Jericho. Now, this story is very important because this is a tale of what I would call a redemptive story and how God has made an oath with a woman who was considered a prostitute. And it shows that God had no uh, perspective of person that when we acknowledge the Lord as supreme, as God of the universe, and that we want to make a covenant. She made an oath with God's two spies that God will always save those who have a heart to seek him and a heart to want to be saved. Because she feared the Lord, God was able to do something for this woman in return. He was able to intervene in her midst because she knew that their city was getting ready to be destroyed. She knew that that these two spies and the leaders of Israel was going to uh, conquer territory. So she's thinking ahead because she wants her family to be saved. And some of you listening today may be already saved and you may be praying for your loved ones to be saved and this story is a reflection of what God has the power to do not by our human efforts but by the power of his sovereignty God has the power to save every last person in your bloodline it doesn't matter what it looked like but there were some certain uh, conditions that under the certain circumstances of the oath that was given to the prostitute Rahab that she had to abide by. And then there are certain guidelines that that God has given his people to abide by so that that we can witness uh, the salvation of our loved ones being saved. I'm sorry, to be saved. But we have to be abiding in the parameters of God's word and what he says so that we can see these things come to pass and so be encouraged and I'm going to do a part two of this because I want you to see how how God is a God of his word and how we're going to skip over to part two we're going to go to chapter six of Joshua so that you can get a clear understanding for how the true and this the true and living God was able to keep his covenant with this woman who feared God. So I thank you for listening today and I'm praying for you and I pray that you will continue to lift up the nations, to lift up the world because the earth is growing. And the earth really does need God because of the times in which we're living in. And I pray today that if it's a desire in your heart to see your loved ones saved, then this story is simply just for you. I pray that this story will give you a sense of hope to know that God 
is not limited, that his ears are not deaf, that he can't hear you, that his hands are not too short, that he cannot save his people because God is in the business of saving. God is in the business of restoring. God is in the business of being the redeemer because that's who he is. And so I want you to believe that if your heart has been crying out for the souls in your family and your bloodlines to see them saved, know that God, if he did it for the prostitute, he can do it for anybody. He's, he doesn't show favor to one and not the other. But we have to have the heart to trust and believe that God can do it and that he will do it for his own glory and father god we thank you god we thank you holy spirit god that in this hour god that those who have been praying to see their loved ones saved and to come to know you to come to accept jesus christ as lord god god we're believing that in the name of jesus oh god that it is done god we are praying god for miracles to take place, God. We are praying and asking you, God, to change the hearts of your people, God, that you will cause your people to cry out to you, God, in true repentance, oh God, that you will cause the hearts of your people and families, oh God, that have strayed from your word, that have strayed from your teachings, that have abandon you, God, that have neglected your word, God, that you will show them, God, what they need to do to be saved, to receive you as their lords. Let their hearts cry out, God. God, remove the stones from their hearts. Remove the hatred. Remove whatever it is, Lord, that will separate us from your love, from your truth, God. God, let, let not your love leave us, oh God, but allow them allow your word to abide in us God God give us a heart to seek you to cry out to you God to intercede for our families to intercede for our loved ones to intercede for even our enemies oh father God God we thank you for who you are Lord, we thank you for never leaving us, for never forsaking us, God. And we thank you for showing your name to be great in all of the earth, God. You are the supreme. You are the great I am. You are the sweet lily of the valley. You are the bright and the morning star, God. You are the rose of Sharon, oh God. You are you are our El Shaddai, God. You are our friend, oh God. And you are our soon and coming King. And Lord, we glorify you. We praise you, God. And God, we ask for you to draw the hearts of your people to you, God, because we're lifting up your name, God. We're glorifying you. We are exalting you, Lord. And we are believing you to save just like you did with Rahab's family, God. That you would save every single person, Lord, who has not accepted you as Lord and as Savior. And it's only in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thank you for listening this very day. May God continue to bless and keep you. And may you go in the love of Christ. And I also want to take this time to share uh, um, a means like for those that are listening and you want to donate to this ministry you can do so um and also 
if you want to extend an even more help, if you want to do community outreach, I inform you today to um, donate to Forest Park Middle School located here in um, the Clayton County region of Georgia. And and the reason is because um, during this month, the students are actually testing. They're getting ready to take their tests and what they're in need of uh, is a bottle of water, box of drinks, chips, or other snacks. And this is going to be issued out during and before and after the test so that they can be energized. Um, and so this is going to be a means to enc- uh, encourage and, and just help them with what they need to be helped with. So uh, when you get ready to give, you can make your donation uh, through a gift card, certificates, or prizes, okay? And the suggested gift cards, uh, they can be from your local gas carts or grocery stores. And and again, this, this gift is for the community to help them with whatever they need as far as uh, testing is concerned and just having snacks uh, so that they can, you know, feel motivated to do better in school. And so you, for more information, um, you can uh, email the principal at Forest Park High, I'm sorry, middle school at Forest Park Middle School. Her name is Miss Monique Jewelry, and her email address is monique.jewelry, D-R-E-W-R-Y, dot at clayton.k12.ga.us. Again, that email is monique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E, dot jewelry, D-R-E-W-Y, I'm sorry, D-R-E-W-R-Y at Clayton, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N dot K-12 dot G-A dot U-S, okay? And um, you can let them know that Minister Shoemaker actually referred you and uh, you can send the funds to them if you're led to give and to help the community that is in need and i pray that you will continue to listen and that god will continue to bless and use you for his glory in jesus holy name i pray amen